Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to work in a RuPaul's chocolate bar into your diet. I feel like people just don't eat enough chocolate. You know, I agree. I love eating chocolate. Sasha, do you have a solution for people who love to eat dessert but hate waiting to the end of the meal? Why not take a RuPaul's chocolate bar and put it in a salad? Yeah, toss that salad. Stir it up. You want to try some? I thought you'd never ask. Do you like that? Mm-hmm. Now, Sasha. Uh-huh. For queens that love the gym, for queens... Mm. <laughs> It's great, doesn't it? Oh, so good. <laughs> Sasha and I are really leaning on each other. We're having fun. The jokes are landing. It feels right. So you take a RuPaul's chocolate bar. Get out of town. And you hide it in a stalk of broccoli. You're just a magician. <laughs> oh. 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 This is chocolate revolution. And we're clear. <laughs> Finally, a, a, a refreshing, sobering clip of the week, one that reminds us, oh, right, this is Drag Race, this is entertaining, this is funny, this is done by experienced queens, people that can just, like, be flappy at the jaw, great on a mic, yeah, and kill a challenge. Like, finally, laughing out loud for real oh. in a challenge and uh, not, not worrying about anything. Yeah, I mean, this was obviously like I I posted this on Twitter. They had a preview clip of this before the episode. This is the drag race I came here to watch. These are the queens I came here to watch. These are the queens I'm paying two drinks worth of mozzarella sticks minimum in <laughs> to watch perform. And yes. you know, like this is what I came to see. And I I have to say, I mean, I have some mixed emotions about this week's episode, but their their skit was so it felt so effortless and so fun and they were listening to each other and they were yeah. like Sasha's you know Shay says you know we're really leaning on each other but they were just bouncing off of each other it was just like yeah. it had that energy of really good improv where they're just clicking and clacking you know yeah i mean they were prepared they knew it was going to happen and then but they were both really good at listening and and working off of each other you know it, it's just so such a contrast from the other winners and the other ch other people in the challenges this week and this season so far. I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted this to be the clip of the week is because I feel like finally we're seeing something of substance, right? Something yeah. where like, okay, this is great. I want more of this. Yeah. Instead of kind of like accepting the scraps, accepting like this what this was okay. I mean, the the past episode season nine is losing season nine for me is is kind of a snooze fest so far you have some really talented queens but i just feel like they haven't been able to show it yet they haven't been able to we haven't been able to see any of it yeah. and i have some thoughts for this episode on on some of the safe queens and uh and and what's you know what we have to look forward to if we have anything to look forward to i also think aja was super safe this week um, oh, very much. You know, Aja was a and in, Valentina. Yeah, in in terms of in terms of participants in the challenge, I think Aja and Valentina really kind of like 
skidded by and Farah as well. But I feel like in terms of storylines and things we saw in the workroom, Valentina and Aja were really interesting this week. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. There, there was a absolutely. lot we got from them off stage more than we really saw from them on stage this week or or, or right. in the challenge. Right. Um, which is which is kind of the opposite of Shay and Sasha where we saw more of them off stage uh, in the untucks. And then this week they kind of rose to the top. I, I really enjoyed this skit. I, I Again, I think this is the clip of the week because this is this is what we're shooting for. Yeah. All right, Mary. All right, All right Mary. Mary. We are this... shooting for this because this is what I want to see the rest of the damn season. I don't want any more goddamn excuses. Exactly. 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 I, I just – I think there's this sense in these – I mean it, we're four episodes in. It's fair to start judging things. It's like, you know – I mean, I like being positive. I really do, and I'm, sure. I'm still going to. I'm still going to look for the positive things, but mm -hmm. I am not going to blow sunshine up, up anybody's skirt or pantsuit. Mm. Um, I'm not going to do that. This season is – I'm just not enjoying it the, like the way I was for season six, season eight. Like, yeah. my God. And yeah. it, maybe it's because there's less drama. Maybe that's what it is. But I feel like even then – even then, in the cha the challenges were better executed. There was right. better editing. There was RuPaul looked better. Okay, Mary. All right, Mary. I mean, here she looked like the Quaker Oats man. You know what I'm saying, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> you know, feeling her oats. You know? Lip sync for your oats. <laughs> All right, Mary. Bring, bring back my oats. <laughs> bring back my oats. <laughs> you know, I. And I, may the best oat win. <laughs> Shantae, you oats day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I think that there's I th we've we've been talking about this week over week. Where obviously there's a running theme here is that there are so many untapped, there's so much untapped potential and so many untapped storylines here that we're just not seeing yet. And in a way, it's almost like. Like this week, I felt, and we'll get to it, of course, but I felt like one of the most powerful parts of the episode was Charlie talking about HIV and, and the friends that she's had to bury. And, and all of that was so, I was like, oh, this is, this is impactful. Like, that was a really impactful moment. And, and it made me feel like, oh, it's such a shame that then we said goodbye to Charlie because I think what I realized in that moment was the, the real benefit of having a seasoned queen. You know, um, not just a seasoned queen in terms of being a drag queen, but someone who's older. We talk about an adult in the room. That's a real adult in the room and a really strong perspective. And I felt like, ugh, at least we got it for one episode. But like, what are we focusing on here? Like, is the Trinity Eureka drama enough? No, I think there's so many more interesting queens sitting around the Untucked Lounge that we just are not seeing enough of this season. Now, you're, 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 edging on a very sensitive subject because you're saying Charlie, you, you kind of wanted to see Charlie stick around more, but uh, we'll talk about this later. I mean, good riddance, Charlie, right? I know. I goodbye, listen. Charlie. Goodbye, I mean, Charlie. I get up, it. Charlie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> run home, Charlie, run. And don't run, stop until you get there. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Willy Wonka, the Chocolate Factory reference. Um, uh, bet the, I bet it makes the chocolate taste terrible. Um, fooled oh. you, didn't I? Anyway. Um, With sour no, cream? I, <laughs> um, no, so I uh, I just, yeah, no, Charlie, 
I, I get the HIV moment. We could talk about this later, but yeah. I, I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. So anyway, Colin, what are we listening to? Let's tell our listeners what we're What listening. are we listening to? Well, Marys and Mary, we are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. And, of course, today – Well, we, we, should, are... we, should, we should just say I'm Johnny. This is my oh, voice. Oh, I always forget this. You're Johnny. I'm Colin. Get it right. Um, yes, of course. Or pay the and, price. Or yeah. pay the price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, today, of course, we are continuing our recap of season nine. And today it is all about the uh, fourth episode of the season, Morning Bitches. Uh, mm. is, that the name, is that the name of the episode? Is that what they're calling it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, uh, for for longtime fans of Drag Race, uh, may feel eerily familiar to season three's QNN News. Uh Minus more iconic moments, except, of right. course, for our clip of the week. That one aside. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, I mean, I, I wanted to say, Colin, before we went into the recap, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to get the All Right, Mary origin story uh, I was in. just going to mention, I believe we owe our listeners an origin story. Sure, sure. So, All Right, Mary, uh, we've gotten many emails and some tweets asking us why... What like where All Right Mary came from? Why why it's a thing? And there's kind of two real reasons here. Okay, so I'm gonna start with how it came into my life as a young gay man. When I was in Chicago, I was working at a brunch spot called Home Bistro. Actually, before that, it was called the Hardy Boys, and they did catering. It was this like gay. It was on it was on Roscoe and Halstead. So if you know Chicago, it's like right in the heart of Boys Town, across from Roscoe's and Caddy Corner to Cocktail. Okay, Hi, Mary. all right, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so I was working there on the weekend serving brunch, and uh, I worked for the chef. Uh, his name is John Carl Lachman. You can look him up. He's a very famous chef. He owns uh, a restaurant now in Philadelphia called Nord et Cafe, which serves um, uh, basically Dutch brunch mm. um, or Dutch Dutch food, Dutch food, not brunch. Um, anyway, so he was 50 and I was 22. And, you know, he just ha- he knew he, he was he was from an older generation and uh, he was the chef. And I would uh, be serving and I would tell him something like. Hey, we need, you know, poached eggs on table 54. And he'd be like, okay, all right, you know, the poached eggs, they're going to take about 15 more minutes. All right, Mary. And he'd just call me Mary. He'd call me yeah. Mary. And it would always be like, all right, Mary. He'd be like, all right, Mary. He'd be like, hey, hey, can we, can we 86 the crab Benedict? All right, Mary. Like, it's just that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I learned that Mary was a term that gay men used for each other. That Mary was kind of like a code term that gay men would say to each other back in the day as as just a sign that hey i know you're gay i'm gay because if you think about it mary and mary right drink and be gay drink and Mm -hmm. be merry be Mm -hmm. merry um so i think that's why he used it um but anyway so he would he would always call me mary or mayor and uh it would always be all right mary now that's that's one kind of thing of it and uh, the other conversation I would have with John Carl about that is that he also thinks that one of the reasons why it kind of stuck around or a use of, of Mary is when someone's acting like a Mary, when someone's kind of acting like a Mary Tyler Moore, maybe even because Mary mm-hmm. Tyler Moore was always the high strung one. And then Rhoda was 
the calmer one. And so whenever things went bad, you know, it'd be like, ugh, it's all right, Mary. All right, Mary. Come on. Come on, Mary. All right, Mary. Come on. Calm down, Mary. So and I feel like all right, Mary is a way for us to kind of keep that tradition alive. It's a way for us to use Mary in a way of like, it's all right, Mary. Like, calm down, guys. We're here. We're going to talk about drag race. We're going to talk about gay issues. It's all, mm-hmm. it's all right. Right. Um, and, you know, in terms of uh, just in terms of endearment for each other, it's also something we can call each other. All right, Mary? Yeah. All right, Mary? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. And I love just the idea of reclaiming something that could also, you know, because there's that thing of like calling, you know, a gay, like a gay guy, like a Nancy or a Mary, you know, like a something derogatory. <laughs> and I just, I sure. love this idea of reclaiming it and being like, mm. all right, Mary, like, all right, Mary. Oh, you know, it's like reclaiming sissy. We talked about that during season six. And I think, there's yeah. a, you know, there's something about that. And it just, there's a nice ring to it. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Has nothing, yeah. All right, Mary. There's a nice ring to it. So, so that's it. That's all right, Mary. That's where it came from. And we're just keeping a tradition alive. And it's funny that it's actually really perfect timing that you talk about the origin story of Mary on this episode of All Right, Mary, because Mary is used as a term in this episode of Drag Race this week from RuPaul. Oh, yeah. That's right. Eat, I remember. I, I heard it. Yes. Oh, I was like, I snapped my thumbs off. I was just like, yes, Mary. I was like living for that. So uh, so it's appropriate that we, we give context to a term that RuPaul is also keeping alive. Well, thanks for that, Mary. Uh, and, and to our listeners, I hope that quenches your thirst for where our origin story has come from. Uh, how about we hop into this episode and get to, uh, Ooh, get to step hop in. in? Let's hop Ooh. in. Feet hop first. In step. Hop in mm-hmm. step. So <laughs> I, I wanted to start, and, and just to kind of dive right into that sort of post-Kimora's elimination workroom um, chatter, Obviously, there's a lot of talk about, you know, Valentina shouldn't have been in the top three. We talked about this last week. Um, But what I found kind of the most interesting in this section, and she really kept popping out to me during this episode and the Untucked, was, of course, Aja. And what Aja was saying about kind of, like, explaining her reaction, explaining the iconic meltdown she had in Untucked last week. And I... I just felt there was something really human and powerful about what she said about, I felt ugly. And to hear someone continuously getting praised for just being pretty when I'm trying to compensate with everything else I have, it, something about that just really struck me, you know? Mm, Yeah, I feel like for someone, oh man, I'm kind of on the fence about this because at, at once I'm like, yes, okay, be honest, be upfront, tell us about it, other people deal with it. But it still doesn't excuse the fact that she is taking her anger out on Valentina. You can't just blame the pretty people. You can't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's a matter of where who she feels the most threatened by, not just as a competitor, but I mean, who is hitting the nerves? Who's hitting her insecurities the most? And here's Aja, who has you know who has been criticized for for just kind of she talks about this in Untucked, of course, criticized for just painting her face the way Farah might um, and has just always been criticized for her looks. And here is someone who is the opposite of that, who's just effortlessly beautiful or so Mm. it seems. And I get it. I totally get it. She's, I think she's coming for Valentina, not because Valentina is her biggest competition in this, in this show. It's her competition in her own insecurities and her own ego. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no question, though, that I think all the queens are feeling threatened by Valentina. I mean, they all went in on her. They're like, we didn't think you should have won. We didn't, you know, we didn't think your look was that polished. And I'm kind of like, oh, God, like girls, girls. I understand this is a competition, but like uh, grow up like. All right. Yeah, she's pretty. She's pretty. She's, you know, young at drag. It's it's like this is an easy target for you. Focus on yourself. Focus on yourself. And Valentina keeps saying that Uh, she's like, just focus on yourself. Focus yeah. on yourself. And I think that's great advice. I think it's great I advice. Agree. Yeah, I feel like that is so other queens have talked about that. I think Alexis kind of talked about that in her Meet the Queens in a way about like my biggest competition is myself. And that you just need to like when it comes to what the challenge is, it's not looking around the room to see what the other queens are doing. It's like you need to just focus on what you're doing and like make that the best that it is. Like that has to be what your the, the focus of your energy is, or else it just becomes you're just wasting it on other people. And it's, we'll talk about Valentina more as the episode goes on, but like, she's, she is winning me over and I do not like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the long con. It's the long it's con. It's the long I mean, con. I mean, I like her, I like her as, as a drag persona, as someone in the community that has a voice. I really like that. I think that she is becoming an adult in the room when she shouldn't be an adult. When she shouldn't be an adult in the room. I like yeah. my adults adult, you know? Yeah. Wow. I, <laughs> and and she is just she is like hey i'm i'm wise beyond my years i can sit at the adult table and i'm like oh i guess you know um so so i so i i'm very i mean obviously you know valentina is is a running character in a way of like i'm i still think it's a long con i still think it's a long con i still don't fully trust her but she is shaping up to be so much more this season than I expected. She's awesome. Well, and and, and so that I wonder how produced that is. Yeah, I mean, you mean produced by her or what we're seeing as the final edit? The final edit. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you think if that were the case? What do you think they're leaving on the cutting room floor? Uh, that I mean, she's an she is a, she's being painted as an underdog. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. She's being painted as an underdog that's actually really fucking talented. So we're, they're missing a lot of like, she's really fucking talented. Right, right. So they're, they're playing her down in a way so they can have this yes. underdog character. That's yes. interesting. Or, yeah. I mean, or she, I mean, granted, I don't know, right? But or she's getting a lot of airtime because she's going to go home fifth or sixth. Maybe. I mean. Because let me tell you, let me tell you, this challenge, she did not do well. No, and it wasn't, and it wasn't just Aja's fault. No, she didn't do well. It sounded awkward. She was reading from the cards. She, she, I don't think she knew how to really improvise like that, which, which is different than the Dragly Ever After challenge, where she had to basically read from a copy and and act it. But yeah. this was like she had to show her personality, and it's kind of like, all right, well, who is Valentina? Like, what is she gonna do? And right. I don't think it was it was re- fully realized. So. Uh, this challenge for me exposed a little bit of what might come is that, okay, she's actually mm-hmm. not going to be good in Snatch Game. Well, I mean, isn't that what this all comes down to in the beginning is like, how are you going to do in Snatch Game? Because that is the gauntlet, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, there are very few queens. Naomi Smalls is like one small exception of a queen who did not do well in Snatch Game and then turned the beat around. So, yeah. you know, I mean, that, that usually is the litmus test. So I agree. I agree. I think that what we saw today with some glimpse of what we'll see in snatch game um but 
we'll get to Snatch Game when we get to it. Um, it unfortunately, so, will not include Charlie Hydes as Joan Rivers. Let's just uh, say uh, that now. It's a shame. It's a shame. Uh, let's just know- say that. <laughs> uh, let's just say that. Let's just say that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I know it's jumping ahead, but when she said that in Untucked that she was going to do Joan Rivers, I was like, no, yeah, no, I know. I know. That's what I. I that's know. what I. I got extra mozzarella sticks for that. You know. I mean, like, I know, but you know what? We have the YouTube videos of her doing it. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't feel that cheated, to be honest. That we lost that in Snatch Game because she. We've seen it. We've. I, I could go online and just watch her do Joan Rivers. It's I know, fine. I know. I know. It just. It, so it is moving. Move, I want to move on. I want to move yes. on. So for me, uh, the next kind of wave is when they're picking teams for Good Morning Bitches. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I found it really interesting. I I was continuing with this Aja talk. I thought it was so interesting then that Aja picked Valentina. And her explanation for it was so refreshing in a way that she was like, I, I picked her as a way to like understand what the judges are seeing in her and like try to channel that for myself. Yeah, it's smart. I, yeah, I mean that was really smart and uh, not what I expected. It was a, it was just a refreshing way of looking at it. Of like, okay, clearly she's got something to offer here. Let yeah. me f- get closer to it. Yeah, and I, I feel like Trinity did the same thing by picking Eureka. Yeah. Right? Like, all right, let's, you know, let's just pick my enemies and make them not my enemies. Let's work together. Let's figure this out. Right? Yeah. Of course, that blew right back in her fucking face. Totally. <laughs> so, you know, I when Trinity did that, she was like, listen, like, Eureka and I have our differences, but I know she works hard. And, like, I want RuPaul to see that I can work with anyone. I was like, oh, Trinity, yes, bitch, you are a true pageant queen, you know? Mm. Like, you can you can recognize your competitors' talents, and you've got your eye on the judges. Trinity, God, we were sleeping on her. She's really, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, of course. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Well, you know, what's interesting about this uh, this segment before they do the challenge is that we saw none of Good Morning Bitches. We didn't see any of... Aja's yeah. team. We saw yeah. only, excuse me, I'm like screaming into the mic. We saw only Trinity's team, which, you know, it again, it's this editing that maybe we're just too aware of now, but it's like, oh, God, I didn't see any of them. And I yeah. wish I had. I wish I had. I think it would have been, you know, fun to just kind of bounce around. They they really focused on the Nina Bonina, Debbie Downer moment where she was picked last and then you know, Trinity's like, hey, don't worry. I didn't pick you because I didn't want you, you know, and I get all that. I think it's smart of Trinity to say. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm seeing Nina now as kind of a Trinity K. Bonet and yes. seeing this like, OK, she's got this inner saboteur that she's got to like overcome. I mean, I right. cannot believe she cried on the runway again. I'm just like, girl, yeah. you look phenomenal. You look right. fucking phenomenal. What is your problem? You are great in the challenge. Yeah, well, you know, good God, girl, get a grip. Yeah, I agree. It's like you look great in the challenge. You're bringing runways that, as Sasha said, the Untucked, no one else would think to do. Right. You know, and I thought about this when when they were having when they were all kind of broken out in teams, and Nina was clearly like feeling that last picked feeling. And what it made me think about was like there was this element like Nina is she's a brilliant mind like the shit she comes up with like the the visuals that she comes out with the ways that she paints herself the illusions that she comes up with that comes from a really brilliant mind and there's that thing and it's 
you know, it's not a necessity, but there is that element of, you know, the mind of a brilliant artist and the ways that that can manifest in negative ways as sensitivity or vulnerability or neurosis. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, with yeah. with the brilliance comes a bit of madness. Right. And, always. Yeah. Like people that are brilliant often have messy apartments because they just can't they just can't with it. It's just like, no, right. I have no time in my brain. for this. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's it's a core thing that something like the artist's way tries to address is that, like, you don't have to be crazy to be a successful artist. But there is there is certainly a correlation there. You know, and I feel like with Nina, her vulnerabilities, her sensitivity, especially her sensitivity, um, all of that feels like a byproduct of the brilliance that produces the drag that she comes out with. Right, right. I mean, I, I don't know if we want to keep kind of moving on um, in this little area um, before the challenge. Uh, we have the Trinity versus Eureka um, thing. And I, to be honest with you. Both of them, I thought, were pretty shitty, right? Trinity is asking them to raise their hand before they speak. And there's just this fine line between bossy and being a good manager. And I don't think Trinity knows how to verbal judo her way into getting mm -hmm. people on her side. And yeah. and Eureka was acting like a fucking brat. Yes, I think that it's fair to say that both of them were not handling the situation as best they could. I think that Trinity... I mean, the other girls were fine. <clears throat> the other girls were like, all right, whatever. Trinity's going to run this show. Okay. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Trinity explained herself a few times. Her logic was not off. Like, no. the way that she assigned the roles, like, the her decisions, I didn't disagree with. I feel like if I was in that group, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I think you've got it. Like, her decision of who to assign to do what, and I think even to try to create some kind of communication boundaries, I think the intention was good, but clearly it wasn't being upheld it was clearly just like eureka raise your hand so we don't have to hear you but then eureka was being so petulant i mean yeah 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 it was it was really like while other people are talking she raises her hand and she's like i thought this was the rule i thought this i'm just like no 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 no. you have to wait until people are fucking done yeah and it, and it, i think you know i love the idea i love the theme of the of the adults in the room the children in the room and eureka to me i was like okay so you're definitely not an adult in the room got it like right. it's fine some queens are some queens are and some queens aren't but as as tricky i think as trinity was being she was being an adult in the room way more than eureka or yeah and i i just uh with that hand up i just was like god i yeah. that'd yeah. be the kind of queen where i was like okay i i don't know how many weeks i'm gonna be able to go with you in this workroom you know what i mean like <laughs> i know i know. I sure you helped a bunch of girls so last week but like i just don't know about you right now you know <laughs> oh, god uh. Yeah. uh so no she so and and what's what's interesting is that she she does really well in the challenge i mean it's yeah. like oh god you can act like a fucking brat and yet you're still gonna do well right. uh, eureka was very impressive this week but uh this this whole workroom thing, it's, I mean, maybe she's just adding drama, you know, well, it's you a know, little self-producing. I don't know. I think that's always a running theme with the season is how much is there some self-producing happening? How much is there some drama generation happening? Um, and, and, and sometimes it does feel that way with Eureka that it's, and, and with some of, I mean, even, and we'll get to it, but like the, the interaction between Sasha and Eureka about the whole eating disorder thing that didn't feel terribly authentic either. You right, know? right. And that's, and that's a criticism of Sasha, who, of course, I yes. hold every candle to. Oh, so, I have so many thoughts on that. You know, yeah. but, you know what? Let's take a break, and then we'll talk about the challenge when we get back. 
So it is time for Good Morning Bitches to start filming. Um, Which, you know, they're still in the challenge. They're still on this show. Yeah, apparently. yeah. It was like, oh, right, right, right. These other girls. Um, <laughs> you know, what I really liked, I, you know, was happy to see Ross Matthews there. I think that he, uh, I think he does really well with these challenges. Um, He's, oh my God, I loved him as the director. I, I was kind of like, all right, you work it out, bitch. You work yeah. it out. He knows what he's doing, and I feel like one of my favorite things that he said to the girls was, you know, talking about doing live live TVs. You know, some of the best magic comes out of uh, the stuff that went wrong, and I felt like there was oh, just oh right right. I just felt right, like yeah. oh, that's a yeah. very kind of like creative paradigm, right? A lot of creative people, I think, like Bob Ross comes to mind, right? Where he's right. happy accidents, yeah, right, right. And there was just like I always get a, a sense of that, you know. Um, you know, it's interesting. I will say this um, just because one of my coworkers once directed a segment on Drag Race. Mm -hmm. um, just because Ross Matthews was the director on the show, like there's actually a director. Oh, of course. That's directing Ross Matthews directing, which I always, yeah. I always forget. I'm like, oh, that's right. Like he's not really the director. He's right. following direction. He's doing this this <laughs> drag director, you know. He's yeah. got yeah, the drag <laughs> yeah. of being a director on. Um, yeah. So good morning, bitches. I mean, you know, Alexis is giving me morning mom. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, and... Morning, I, mom. Right, morning, mom. All right, Mary, morning, yeah, mom. Yeah. She, she just got the Eggo waffles out of the toaster. Totally, You totally. know, the Sunny D is in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her pocketbook is on the counter. She's, <laughs> she's writing a check for you to bring to school. Uh, yeah, mom has got yeah, it all covered. Yeah. Signing yeah. permission slips. Signing yeah, permission exactly. slips, you know. <laughs> Yeah, she's not breaking a sweat. Uh, and, of course, you know, the only notes I really had about Alexis was, again, Alexis, safe, you know? like Safe. Yeah, I mean, Alexis, safe. You know, it's interesting. I She talks later in Untucked about this, but how she's, she's concerned that she's always safe. I just feel like she's not – she's doing everything she's supposed to do. You know, right. she's following all the rules. She's like, oh, you want me to be a news anchor? I'm going to be a news anchor. But she's not taking any risks, and she's yeah. not really – showing any sort of uh creativity it's all she's doing everything exactly as she's supposed to right which is like it's almost school as fuck in a sense right yeah oh, that's so i feel like the more well. she does it it's gonna get a little kind of cringy right where it's like okay alexis like we know that you know how to do this we know you're the best student in the class we know that you're the easiest to work with and right. it's all one of those things and you know i will say this just just to add to this little segment on twitter she tweeted uh or she retweeted about farah farah telling everybody that she walked around all day with those long toenails oh right she couldn't farah take them off yeah 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 she couldn't take them off right it's uh, i mean they were not bad they were they were just kind of um, it was it was funny and it was it was just kind of basic and uh, beige. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt yeah. like Farrah, similar to Alexis. It was like she kind of blended in this this episode. I really didn't notice her one way or the other. Um, it it's really not necessarily a great thing, but it's also it's like okay. I mean, Alexis. I know she's just a background character because there's a lot of things that have to be set up or at least play out until we focus on her. So yeah, you know, more on her later, more on her later. But, yeah. Um, the next, the next, uh, segment was, whew. it was Valentina this, and Asha, yeah. you know, this was we, so awkward. Yeah. You know, we, obviously we opened, opened this episode talking about Sasha and Shay and like, what was so great about them was how much they were clearly listening to each other. And like, paying attention to the beats and like making sure they were like hitting them in sync and Valentina and Aja were just like the absolute opposite I mean they were not 
communicating. They were not listening they to got, each other. They, they got saved this episode. Like, oh, saved for winning. Totally. And you know what? I, I, I have to say, you know, while it's, like, big of Aja to, like, pick Valentina and work with Valentina, even though they've been having issues, I mean, it is also kind of strategic. It's a little conniving in the sense that it's, like, okay, I'm going to put myself next to the one that they love. Right. Because then I'll either look better or she'll be so good that they won't want to, you know, pick on us. Right. Because we're right. working together. Right. So I feel like there's that kind of element where it's like, okay, this is this was a smart move for Aja to pick Valentina right. to work with. And then it, uh, just... it just did it just didn't work out at all. I mean yeah. what she should have done, what Aja should have done is like, okay, work with Sasha and Shay work with Valentina because then they could have brought each other up. But yeah. because they're so new, I feel like both of them this was like a moment for me where I, I I worry for Valentina at least. I see a little weakness in Valentina because I don't think she's going to do that well in Snatch Game based on this. Like there was no – she she was reading from the cards. There was no sense of like improv or freedom yeah. or there, she wasn't listening, right? There was no aspect of like really listening. I, I think that she was maybe a little nervous. You could chalk it up to like lack of uh, you know familiarity with each other but – I think it's also just they're just new. Both of them were really new and they mm -hmm. should have been paired with Alexis even, you know, Alexis and Valentina or Alexis and Aja just just to kind of vary it up. But to put Aja and Valentina next to each other was I thought it was a strategic move, but it was also kind of a bad move. Yeah, I think for this challenge, it did not work. I think that the past challenges did not prove that Valentina would be strong in this one. Um, but, you know, and, and meanwhile, I mean – I agree that like if they paired it like Valentina, Sasha, and Shay and Aja or something like that because uh, Sasha and Shay it was just I mean they knew exactly what they were doing. I just I, I mean we've we've sung the, the praises of oh. this scene already, but it um, oh my god they they didn't have any cards you know they just kind of knew what was going to happen yeah. you know chocolate revolution they kind of created a catchphrase I, it was so funny and so uh, there was uh, I I think we were talking. About about this earlier but uh you uh, you were talking about like the camp factor with sasha oh, like she yeah. had this she tapped into like a john waters character right right exactly like she she got that tone and uh i thought that like that and like the lesbian subtext uh they they had these things to play with you know uh and i thought that yeah. was really yeah. smart they they created all these opportunities to play i could have seen watched that scene go on and on it was great oh yeah yeah oh, i wanted to see like the rest of the show yeah right like them Right. Yeah, cut, chew, and swallow. Exactly. So, yeah. So funny. Um, the next uh, next part was the Naya Rivera interview. And, you know, I, again, this is when I realized what the challenge was. The challenge was just, like, not to fuck this up. Right. Like, you just had to keep the conversation going. You had to say hello. You had to say some questions. And you had to say goodbye. And you didn't have to fuck it up. They just wanted to see you keep it going. And Naya was going to be funny. You just had to, like, react to her. And I feel right. like they, they did fine. Again, Alexis was just playing it straight. She mm -hmm. wasn't playing it for laughs, like no risks. Right. It was just like, oh, I'm supposed to interview right now. Here I go. And it was right. fine. It was fine. It safe. was fine. It was safe. It was, uh, yeah, it's just, it was completely and totally safe. Morning, Mom. <laughs> Morning, Mama. Morning, Mama. So then we move on to the not on today filming, uh, which will likely not be on tomorrow based on how things <laughs> turned out. Um, so... <laughs> I want to comment first on uh, Trini Taylor giving me 
local news anger in Oklahoma City, maybe around 1997. Uh, I, I, I wish that that was the character. Like, there was just this kind of, like... You know, she never, she never quite made it. You know. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, she, she, she faltered on this episode, but I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't think that she was supposed to be on the bottom. For the bottom, it was Charlie and Peppermint. Yeah. Clearly, it was Peppermint based on Peppermint's uh, performance and her runway. And Trinity, I feel like the only reason Trinity was on the bottom is because they, she made that lip sync better. She made that lip sync um, like, yeah, worth watching. Right. Um, so I mean, this, yeah. this segment and seeing her during the interview, like it wasn't that bad for Trinity. So I don't know. She just I mean, looked. She looked a little off, and 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 the, the obviously the banter was a little off. But. Yeah, I think that the tension, the characters that she and Peppermint were creating, it just didn't work. And I think that uh, what because I agree, I think that Peppermint should have technically been in the bottom, especially with that runway. But I think what saved her, and I think what Michelle really saw, is that Peppermint has this natural charm, and I think that that some that really carried her through this. Where I don't know if Trinity really has that to rely on, you know. Um, and oh. so while Tr- Trinity had the look and she technically did better, I think Peppermint was just more likable. And I think that was a big quality to this morning news show that they needed to tap yeah. into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a, a Roxy Andrews uh, mm-hmm. type of like, I'm having a good time doing this. Right, exactly. Um, two breasts and two biscuits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever it was she was I, – I knew where she was trying to go, but she just kept turning down the wrong side. She, Jesus was a biscuit and two <laughs> yeah. breasts and yeah. one teach a man to fish and there's no iron team. Yeah, I hope you brought a sweet tooth. You know? <laughs> Shake uh, up the juice and see what shakes loose. <laughs> uh, so, um, so anyway. Uh, All right. Let's just then talk the about car it. Crash. Yeah, Let's just talk yeah. about Charlie and Cynthia. I mean, Charlie, Charlie choked. She yeah. choked because this was an imp- it was basically an improv challenge, and yet she was so married to the cards and to controlling the situation, yeah. and and also not giving Cynthia credit where where she deserves it. Like Cynthia is a performer. Cynthia can do this, and I feel like Charlie was just so worried about Cynthia, and yeah. so worried. That she wasn't going to do right, and she, and and Charlie was just so concerned with uh, how Cynthia was going to make her look and how Charlie was going to bounce off of her that she it, she underestimated her, and it came off as really arrogant and not helpful. I know that yeah. she was, especially when they were working in the workroom, like it, she was trying to be helpful, like oh this is how you pronounce it, but it, it was it came off as really controlling and also insecure. I mean, I saw that Charlie was was nervous. Yeah, well, you know, and I think in the workroom it was – I think that Charlie was presenting some really valid points about comedic timing and what – the sort of musicality of it. You know, if you insert or remove a certain word, I think that that's like really the aesthetic that Charlie is aware of. But that's not what Cynthia does, and I felt like it was just a situation where it was like, Charlie, you have to recognize – what you're good at and recognize what she's good at and you both have to bring that to the table and the yeah 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 the contrast yeah. between the two can be where the comedy is but like you can't make Cynthia do what Charlie would do when it's just like right. totally mowing over Cynthia's charm you know is yeah that reminds me of um yeah it reminds me of Alaska and Alyssa and mm-hmm. what Alaska did to showcase Alyssa was like okay I'm just going to showcase all of her great qualities and all of her crazy. And right. Charlie was just so concerned with how Cynthia was going to make her look. 
mm-hmm. and I, it 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 backfired and yeah it, and it didn't work he totally choked totally. yeah oh it was I, like a segment i don't ever really want to ever watch again i mean you know like it was painful to have to watch it again and take notes for this episode and then, of course, there was Eureka and what's that? I said poor Cynthia. Oh, I know poor Cynthia, but you know, I think that she, I think, despite all that, Cynthia pulled out some decent moments. Like I feel like Charlie well, made, made her look she, amazing. She made the laughs. Yeah, yeah, she made the laughs. Yeah. Um, so Eureka and Nina. I mean, I got to tell you, I I think for Nina having been picked last, I think she definitely proved why she should have been picked sooner. I mean, she killed it with this character i felt like yeah. for such a small segment it was so fully realized and dare i say nuanced oh my god i mean <laughs> you know not for nothing but i i really think that nina um yeah I, th- I i would be surprised if she was not chosen sooner for future acting challenges I mean, for sure, both of them did really, really well. I thought Eureka was supernatural. I feel like she was holding cards, but she wasn't even using them. They were kind of like just a prop yeah, um, yeah. that you would see on, on you know, a morning TV show. And uh, they worked really well off of each other. I thought that Eureka, Eureka just seemed like such a natural. So did Nina. Like mm-hmm. this is, they were just able to channel these characters and, and to make this funny. Um, I, uh, what was that line that she says that Eureka says, or no, Nina says it. Uh, what was it? Uh, the one about the the little catchphrase they created. Not only looks yes, good, it yes, yes, good. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, it's funny because I felt like in that moment when Eureka started to say it again, it was like they both realized they could turn it into a catchphrase. So it went from like a thing that Eureka started saying a second time to like a thing they branded. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe they say this in every segment. You know? Um, so that was really clever. Yeah. So then, I mean, I know, I know. I don't even want to talk about it. It's I know it was this awkward city, and we saw it before the episode aired, and I just it makes me not want to watch this episode again. It was so uncomfortable and so weird, and I don't know if the editing was weird, and I I I don't know what happened. I don't know what was going on, but uh, Charlie was acting weird. Peppermint and Trinity were acting weird. There was like zero anything happening. It did and feel like a lot I didn't of editing. Understand. Yeah. It yeah. felt like a lot of editing, but I feel like I didn't disagree with Charlie's instinct of like, okay, someone needs to pay attention here. Someone needs to do something. Um, and obviously she did, there were so many better ways that she could have like interrupted and like ended the segment. Like, and that was like the worst one that she chose. Um, but equally, <laughs> I mean, the responsibility and they admitted to it on stage, you know, is on Peppermint and Trinity. Like that was their job was to wrap things up. And yeah, you know, and I, what did she say? She's like, oh, what would Joy Behar do? And it's just right. like, okay, Joy Behar would have made a different choice. She would have been like, yeah. well, we got to go to commercial. So what? Who cares? Yeah, so what? All right, got to go. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, like I'm wearing circus drapes. So what? Who cares? <laughs> totally. I, exactly. Joy Behar, what would Joy Behar do? She would do something else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> WWJBD. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I was really kind of surprised in a way that like these three totally seasoned queens were the ones who just like completely dropped the ball at the end of this challenge. But like the three of you know better than this. Come on. You know? Oh, oh God. It's okay. I, I will never, hopefully never have to watch that segment again. Uh, yeah. No, was... I, I don't. It's kind of like drag my wedding. I'm good. 
I don't ever want to watch that again. I enough. It was enough. Season one All Stars. Yeah. 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 Never again. Um, all right, so we we leave the challenge and we're back in the workroom, and there's you know there's a bunch of things that happened here, and I know one of them is like a big hot topic for you. So if you want to mm-hmm. just go for it, um, well, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I think the interaction between Valentina and Aja I thought was really interesting. Um, you know, Valentina kind of you know it's the thing about like you know you're focusing on everybody else, you should just focus on you. And I felt like in that moment, it was like, it was like I was prepared to see Aja like fight back or like challenge that, and she totally made a different choice, like. Right, right. It was, it was like, uh, yes, yes. The, I, I, I felt the energy shift from yeah. Aja, where she was like, coming for her. She had daggers, and then all of a sudden, I feel like Valentina disarmed her. Yeah, yeah, and and I felt like Aja, she just decided to just be honest and she just you know what she said is i feel like i've just been such a disappointment and it was just incredible because like i i know what that could have looked like if she acted it out like we saw it in untucked last week we saw her lash out we saw her feel that but lash out at valentina and i just thought it was really fascinating to see aja make the choice to just put down the armor and just say this is just where i'm at right now um, yeah, be and, vulnerable and to yeah, and to like level with her. Just she basically put on a different voice. Like I feel like she just she, she yeah, you're right. She took off the armor and she just kind of revealed. Yeah, it was so much nicer. So, I, I mean, again, and I know that we kind of toot our own horns here, but like this idea of kindness is really important, and I don't think it's by accident that they're showcasing these moments because yeah. I constantly think about what RuPaul and Michelle talk about on What's the Tea when it comes to how, and, and even these drag queens on social media, how they're being treated while on or after this show right. is vicious. And gay, gay people, for whatever reason, just attack each other. They, they're just so mean, and they're raging against each other because mm-hmm. that's what they know and because that's because it's easier than being vulnerable and meanwhile like it it feels so much better to to help each other heal and to be kinder to each other and to see each other for for what's there as opposed to just bitch comment bitch comment bitch comment bitch comment dagger 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 pain 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 and and it's also it's i don't know i feel like i feel more respect for aja and valentina after this moment especially because Mm. they're so young and because uh, in contrast with like a Eureka and Sasha or a Eureka and Trinity, that they're able to disarm each other and to have these real kind of conversations. Um, that's new. That's yeah. very new. And I feel like a lot of gay men don't know how to do that yet. They don't have the language to be real. Yeah, well, and I, I think the fact that they're so young but are having such an emotionally intelligent and um, an emotionally available conversation, it's like, oh, my God, like – wouldn't wouldn't it be incredible if the evolution of the gay community, you know, was emotional evolution like this? If if we were able to communicate like this more often, like what could be oh, accomplished, you know? And I know. I mean, and not for nothing. And again, Miss Valentina, you are pulling out every card you've got to win me over. But she comes out with that line that like all we can do moving forward is be kinder to each other. It's like Yes. Yes, yes. That's all we can do. Clearly, Valentina has been listening to All Right, Mary. I mean, it's just like... 
All right, Mary. <laughs> All right, Mary. All right, Valentina. Um, no, and well, it's, you it's, know, to speak to the, to speak to that, Colin. Just, I mean, clearly she doesn't listen to All Right, Mary. But yeah. I do think that because we've kind of we we, t- we have tapped into RuPaul's brand, and we we listen to her a lot, and and what she promotes on What's the Tea, and mm-hmm. what she talks about in interviews. I mean we're mirroring what she is putting out. Like we are, you and I as gay men are affected by the gospel of RuPaul. There's no <laughs> question that mm-hmm. we see the power of positivity. The fact that you and I are gay friends and mm-hmm. can lift each other up instead of try to tear each other down. I mean, I don't have many gay friends like that. A lot yeah. of my gay friends are, are constantly coming for me and it's like, girl, don't come for me. Like, yeah, I, I love you. I fucking love you. Like, why are you coming for me? Yeah. It's, it's it's just an interesting dynamic, but anyway, I, I I think that the fact that we have tapped into this kindness theme from this season is no accident. That this is mm-hmm. this is something that they're promoting from a, a, a RuPaul platform. Yeah, and I guess as a as a and a, the only word for it is a consumer of it, but like you know whatever being in this role and being the audience of that. I think I'm also very much responding to the need for like my personal need for that, like what I feel in my life is like, oh my God, more kindness. You know, whether it be from like a global level, like a political level, it's just like, there's just that sense of like, this is exactly what I need and it's exactly what you're giving me. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. this perfect yeah. like thing. So um, yeah, it's it's really exciting. Cause I mean, when we talk about all of that, there's also a sense of it being a hypothesis, being a, you know, some conjecture, but it's kind of like, it's really nice to now see more and more examples of this happening. Um, I think, you know, Aja telling Valentina that she's a good person and just apologizing. Uh, and it's just being, there it is. And I'm right. going to be the vulnerable script. one. That's a script to follow. Yeah, that's a script yeah. for us to follow. You know, in the same breath, I will say, while we're complaining about season nine being kind of boring, I mean, had there been an epic blowout and a fight and a go back to Party City where you belong, like, maybe yeah. we would feel a little bit, you know, more different about, or different... Yeah, just different about the season if they weren't so kind to each other. Right. So it's like, I have to decide what I really want. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, sure, because at the same time, when, when, when there's the fights, when, like, you know, we get to untucked with Trinity and Eureka, like, I'm on the edge of my seat for that, you know? And it's like... Right. right. And so, sure, like, we have to kind of say, well, what kind of seasons do we want? And I think ultimately, ultimately... I want this. Like, ultimately, I want this in terms of, like... Ultimately, I want both. Ultimately, I want both. I do. I want both. Yeah. Is I that mean, so wrong? I want both. Yeah. No, I... Because, you know what? With with conflict comes resolution. Sure. So, Chaos uh, I, hopefully change. I'll know... Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hopefully, yeah. I'll know, you know, yeah. that there'll be resolution. Like, with um, with Laganja and Adore, right? Like, there right. was that really cringeworthy moment in the finale. God. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> awful. <laughs> Oh, such a low point. Um, Yeah, no, I I think that I can get on board with is I'm okay with conflict if it's preceding change, you know? And that's really what we're seeing with Valentina and Aja, you know? Yeah, yeah, there Um, was conflict and then there was resolution. Yeah. yeah. And so I think the other, obviously the other highlight of this, uh, well, I guess there's a couple different moments, but what I felt was really the most powerful part of this sort of workroom uh, time was Charlie talking about his experience with HIV and and burying friends and uh, yeah, being a survivor. I mean, and finding out that Cynthia does this work, like of course Cynthia does this work. Like that is right. Oh, to a T. It doesn't surprise me at all. She's just this yeah. positive person. 
that right. should be in in that type of field. Absolutely. Um, but you know, I, I I will say, well, I appreciated the discussion, and I certainly got emotional because I I did mm. feel like he was talking to me um, as someone who's like needs to take care of himself and needed to be reminded to take care of of myself. Um, right. I do feel like this is. It's starting to become kind of a thing where there's like this social social issue corner in the workroom that is prompted probably by a producer. And then there's the talking head after with Sasha. I think we got some tweets and emails about this. It's just kind of – it feels a little forced, a little heavy-handed. I mean granted, the stories are so important and the stories should absolutely be there. But I just want to, want to state that I am a little aware that these are not coming from an organic place. Yeah, and I and I I hear all of that. I mean, you know, I definitely took the note of like Sasha's meaningful talking head. You know, it's becoming a bit requisite. And while I I love it, I love what Sasha's saying about like voices, you know, in and out of drag, you know, in the art world that had been lost due to HIV. Like I I appreciate that being added in. It there is that there's that point of like yeah, it, how how much is this very true thing resonating if it's coming across artificially? You know. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that it that I hope that it's ringing true with people because it was an important story, right? This idea of survivor's guilt, oh, and him saying like him just literally watching his friends die and burying his friends, and then mm -hmm. at the end insisting like you know society tells us that we're not good enough and it's up to us to take care of ourselves because nobody oh. else is. We have to stay strong. I it resonated with me a lot and certainly made me sad. Uh, especially knowing that Charlie was going to go home now, but like it, it makes me sad to think about all the gay men that feel fucking worthless because of, yeah. of what society is telling them. Whether HIV is, you know, as much of a death sentence as it was in 1980, it's clearly not anymore. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that pain and hardship and shame aren't fucking rampant in our community. So yeah. Charlie's words were a lot more than just an HIV discussion. Absolutely, um, and I it think seemed that... right on brand with the show. I think that speech, you know, or that line of like, you're worth it, you're special, you're beautiful, you're worth taking care of yourself. I mean, it, it's like core truths. And I just, there was something about that where I was like, that, there are so many gay men who need to be reminded. There's so many men, there's so many people who need to be reminded of that every day. People. But I think there is that, there is that specific gay experience where that hits a couple other raw nerves that got exposed along the way, you know? Totally. Do you want to um, change gears and talk about Eureka and Sasha? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at my notes. I mean, I, I wrote down that we, uh, I guess this leads into it because I wrote down that we don't know yet what Valentina's mystery disorder is, but that, of course, leads to <laughs> uh, the Eureka-Sasha uh, moment. You know, I have thoughts on this. I, oh God, I'm like, I keep going back and forth between Eureka and Sasha because at once it's like, okay, Eureka makes like an off joke. Okay, mm -hmm. about eating disorders. And Sasha is obviously offended and and upset. And Eureka could have just said, oh, sorry. Right. She could have just right. said, sorry. But instead, she's a little wounded and and tired and whatever. And so she, in, in front of a camera, and she says, you know what? Like, you're making me look like a bad person. And then there's this whole, like, Sasha's like, why are you talking over me, girl? And I love when Eureka's like, because I'm upset. I thought right. it was just a very honest moment. And it's just like, okay, Eureka, okay, so you're upset because Sasha's calling you out on something that offended her when Eureka was like, it was just a joke. And so part of me is on Eureka's side where it's like, okay, Sasha, calm down. Like, you can't control me. If it offends you, like, it offends you. But, like, you can't control Eureka's jokes 
we also didn't know about your eating disorders. So it's like, don't come for her. Don't make her look like this callous person. Clearly, Eureka knows about eating disorders. Right, right. And, and you know, there's, there's that element of, you know, I... Obviously, again, I'm a huge fan of Sasha. I did feel this was a little trigger happy, uh, to put it lightly. Uh, you know, I, I think Shay kind of hit the nail on the head better in saying that, like, trying to keep levels respectful, you know. Uh, and I think that that's a really good intention to go in with is like, hey, let's just be respectful of each other. But, yeah, there was something about this where I just, I felt like it, it I didn't. I just didn't understand why it was happening. Like, I just felt like... Clearly it was an issue. So, I mean, part of me is, is... Oh, God, it's so hard. Because part of me is like, yeah, man, something that fucking offends you, speak up for yourself. Don't sure. just sit there. But the other right. idea is like, how many battles do you want to take? I mean, I, yeah. Sasha, at the same time, I think, and this is a, a part of Sasha's brand, is that she speaks for a lot of people. She speaks sure. for a lot of experiences, and she feels deeply grounded in those experiences and connected to a lot of different experiences. So while she has, you know, clearly eating disorders, she was also thinking about the other eating disorders that uh, inhabit the people that watch the show. So yeah. th I, there's that sense that she's like, no, I'm not going to let her get away with that, right? And yeah, sure, it can get exhausting um, if you're constantly around that type of energy. But at the same time, it's like, Eureka, you know, choose wisely. Like, think about that. Think about things yeah. before you, like, go, go so light because maybe that's not so light. Yeah, and I guess just the other side of it, because it's it's an argument or or an element of this conversation that's gets brought up is like, at the same time, it's like we're a bunch of drag queens. Are you kidding me? Like this, like <laughs> drag is this is is this permission to explore ideas that you're not supposed to explore and to say things you're not supposed to say. And it, this doesn't negate what you're saying and what Sasha's saying. It's just like, oh, these two things are having to meet now. You know, the, like drag and these kind of like social aware standards are now having to meet yeah. because of this main, like where drag race is. So yeah, it's different. Um, it's, it's just, it feels different. It feels different mm -hmm. now. Um, especially because I think people are a lot more sensitive now to social issues. We've talked about this before where people can get very offended very easily and they feel personally attacked instead of, you know, kind of having a thicker skin about it and be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to let that go. Right. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's, I don't know. I, I, I keep going back and forth between Sasha and Eureka. I, di I did find it, you know, an interesting conversation, if anything. What is it Che Coulee said? They sh oh, oh, keeping the levels of, res of, of respect. Keeping the levels respectful, yeah. Um, yeah. But ultimately, I think, um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I had to agree with Valentina that, like, they were just going in circles, and it's like, you need to just get ready for the runway. Like, and, and really, there was this question of, like, what do you want? What do you want from each other? You know, and I think they both just wanted to be right. And so long as two people want to be right, nothing's going to happen. Like, because one of you then has to be wrong. So, uh, like, get your makeup on, girls. Like, get your nighties on. <laughs> it's time to get to the runway. Why y'all acting brand new? We have to go. Who's after Peppermint? <laughs> Let's jump to the runway, which, unless you watch the bonus clip on Logo this week, was uh, a very brief interlude. Of looks. I mean, I took a sip of my water, and then the the runway was over. Yeah, and this was maybe like the fastest runway they've ever had. Uh, I mean, I've seen abbreviated runways before, and it's because they have like like movies that they're going to show, or like little right. clips of things that they're going to show that uh, for the challenge. But 
because we already saw the challenge, I was kind of like, well, then why is it such a short runway? I mean, I guess it's all about time, and it's all they wanted to get the HIV discussion in, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the the Eureka uh, Trinity thing that's going on, or Trinity Sasha thing, Eureka uh, Sasha thing. Um, so there's storylines that they, I guess, felt were more important than this. To be perfectly honest with you, basic runway. I mean, like, let's be real. Like, it's not like I mean, I watched the bonus clip, and none of them like knocked my leggings off like let's be <laughs> none of them popped my garter belt uh i mean to be honest with you you know what's surprising is i really feel like charlie looked pretty amazing i think it was um sister mary jonathan who emailed us and said he was giving jerry hall realness which i totally agree um uh, and i thought that of course nina's was you know uh oh, fabulous and I, different. I did love it i did love that and, yeah in, in terms of how quick that went by granted she was in the critique but like yeah, a great look. A great yeah, look. the sort of zombie Naomi Campbell. Like, I, I could get into that. But, um, I mean, just because, you know, we, we've been kind of, I mean, talk, talking about being safe, like Alexis, I was like, what is this? <laughs> it, was, it was, again, it was very kind of like um, designing women. Yeah, it was like somebody, like, like mom woke up to hearing something outside, you know? <laughs> What was that? You know, it's oh, just. God. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was. It, she certainly has this aesthetic. I mean, oh man, Alexis, take a risk. Take yeah. a risk, girl. Come on, oh. come on. Like, I need more. Come on, Alexis, come to life. Alexis lives. <laughs> Alexis lives. Let's do this. Yeah. Come does on. she live or does Mary? she sleep? Yeah. Come on, Mary. <laughs> So, uh, speaking of Mary, uh, the Hamburger Marys came back uh, as a sponsor, and they yeah. get a year's worth of hamburger meat? I know. I was like, somebody – Where would I put it? Where would I put it? Can I? Do I get this in installments? Can I Can I get this in patties? And like how many can – we, Can we make it, you know, hot dogs instead? Right. French fries? <laughs> hamburger, hamburger Mary hot dogs and French fries? Like what – Right. What else is there? I mean – Somebody had mentioned this in the subreddit, and I shouldn't even say this, but it, it was kind of uh, just painfully un- uncomfortable that there was Sasha talking about eating disorders, and then she just got a year's worth of hamburgers. It was like, oh, oh my god, Ooh. pulling at my shirt collar. But Ooh. I mean, oh, but of course I did. I, as we mentioned earlier, I did love to see RuPaul saying, "Eat, drink, and be merry, merry, like merry." Yeah. That- I mean, between that and the kindest comment from your, from Valentina, I was like, who is listening to All Right, Mary, and then retroactively <laughs> making the episodes applicable to what we talk about? I don't want to see Mary go away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, no, I, and it won't. As long as we're around, it's not going to go away. Absolutely. All right, Mary, it's yeah. not going All right, nowhere. Mary, it's not right, going Mary. anywhere. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I, I think we should talk about the critiques briefly. You know, uh, it's obviously it wasn't Good Morning Bitches. It was not on today. Right. And I thought that the critiques were basically spot on. Yes. Um, you, I liked how Ross and Michelle went head to head on Eureka's look. Where she's like, this is a dominatrix look. It's not a night night nightgown. And then Ross is like, well, both are going to bed. They're just going to do different things in bed. Right. And not for nothing, Nina Bonina Brown's look was also very dominatrix. And yet she didn't get red. Granted, they might have cut that from, from Michelle. But uh, excuse me, Nina Bonina Brown, Rodham Clinton. Joiner Kersey, Boyer Chapman. Yeah, so perfect. Um, but uh, so, yeah, they didn't really, I don't know. They didn't really read Nina. Uh, that they read Eureka's look. Uh, I, I like that Peppermint and Trinity both took responsibility to fucking Yes. I, I took that note really too. important to me. These adults yeah. in the room who were, I, I, there was. Sure. 
I, sure. I, I appreciated when Trinity took ownership, and then I like for Peppermint to say, you know what, I did too, and I'm really sorry about that. It was like that that goes a long way, like that yeah. owning oh, yeah. that because mistakes happen, and the way that you respond to them and own them maybe it doesn't keep you out of the bottom too. Except Peppermint, it did, but it 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 really I think there's a lot of respect earned, similar to Aja, to owning your limitations, you know, mm-hmm. and owning where you fucked up, you know, like I think that's really powerful. Um, so I agree. I liked seeing that. Um, I liked, I mean, obviously Nina lost her shit, but I really appreciated RuPaul's sensitivity to saying, we love you, girl. Now let's get to the critiques. Like that was, I wanted her to say emotions don't scare me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. One of my favorite RuPaul quotes. Now I have to say though, it was Ross who came out with really some of the best feedback and why he again why he's such a great judge is because the things that he shares with these girls like he says to nina like you're gonna need a thicker skin to get through this competition and like i appreciate how much this means to you but and this line i was like oh this is so meta this is so season nine to say i want you to be ready for how hard this is gonna get like we all know this this is gonna get much harder and i just think that that is really i don't think she's gonna last i really don't know I know it's really because, sad. because she's so talented, but it is going to get harder. And I think, RuPaul... and I don't think it's a bad thing. Again, it's like Trinity. It's like I don't think it's a bad thing that she doesn't last because what she's doing on the show is phenomenal. It's oh. phenomenal work. Yeah. So she just needs to get out of this reality competition, this hell, out of the weeds, yep. breathe, and then embrace her career, and then get bookings. Because she has got a career. I mean. Oops. Oh, I because she. I mean, she's a great performer, and she's obviously just a great visual artist. I think that, you know, we heard some in the first Untucked of Nina talking about kind of like where her life was before this show. Guaranteed, like she. I mean, I I can't wait to hear more updates. But similar to like someone like Chichi Devane or Kennedy Davenport, these queens who were having financial hardships. Really, it was kind of like either I do this or I give up, and now they are just living their dream. Right, and I, mean, I want. I mean, I speaking of financial hardships, didn't Detox just sue her agent? Also, I know Adore did, and yeah, well, and it's the same uh, management company that manages Michelle. I mean, they oh. manage a lot of the queens. I was like Michelle Visage, Michelle Visage, yeah, Michelle Shupak, Michelle Shupak from South Plainfield. That's right, Mary. Um, track eight on the Bodyguard soundtrack. Yeah, tra- or track nine, track. Oh, excuse me, track nine. I track, nine. track nine. Yeah. Track nine. Track nine. Track nine. Um, um, so should we talk about the elephant in, on the runway? Oh, I think that we – I think so long as I just get to give credit for when RuPaul said, I got that from the Glee show. Like it was just <laughs> super cute. Let's talk about the elephant. So this lip sync was embarrassing. This lip sync was offensive. Yeah. yeah. This lip sync was tired. Yeah. Um, it was it was an example of someone tanking a lip sync, and I I, the, I immediately thought like I feel like I've seen this before, right? I feel like Thorgy versus Chichi was kind of a tank where Thorgy kind of knew she was going home, and she yeah. kind of did the stick. Um, Tammy Brown, yeah, she went home. Yeah, was also a tank. Yeah, there's another queen I can't think of that didn't really know the words to a song and kind of just like danced along and watched somebody else. Oh God, you're right, and I'm I'm blanking on who it was there was i mean i you know i thinking of queens who didn't know the words i know like mariah didn't know the words in season three i know that um i mean obviously kimura didn't really know the words uh, a <laughs> couple of times uh yeah you know now there has been 
I, there's been some tea, and that that I think that Charlie's been pushing as well. And maybe this is true. I have so many thoughts. Keep going. Okay. That of course Charlie talking about that she had like a cracked rib or a bruised rib or something, and and now there's that. I don't want to hear any more goddamn excuses. I'm sorry. I don't believe the cracked rib. I don't mm-hmm. believe that she was sick. I don't believe this. I don't know how to lip sync. Yeah. Why would you go in drag race? Yeah. Why would you go in drag race? So many girls would die to be here. Yeah. And just because you can't do it, this inner saboteur that's taking over, just because you're tired or you're over it or you're a little fucking arrogant about it. I'm sorry. I'm a little angry about this, guys. Mm-hmm. And it's it's still raw. And I know next week I'm going to calm down and still love Charlie Hyde's. But like – these are all excuses, and perhaps it was just Charlie being like, "Well, I'm not really feeling this. I'm not gonna win. I'm not gonna be able to do. It. I can't compete with these girls. I'm getting tired. I'm too old. I can't do it this well. So I'm just gonna give up. So yeah. I can go home. And you know, yeah. so this girl can stay. And to me, to me, I think that's that does a disservice not only to the show, it does a disservice to older queens. Yeah. But it does a disservice to herself. I just don't think that that's. Oh man, I just don't think that that's healthy. She just yeah. stood there. She, yeah. I mean, granted, she knew the words. Thankfully, she, well, sure, she but knew she the words. She stood there and she, she like, you know, she made it look like she was masturbating. Exactly. Yeah, she was. She was somebody's aunt at the corner of the dance floor at a bar mitzvah, yeah. watching the kids dance. And yeah, except looking for the like she's part. telling children to get off her lawn. Yeah, totally. And and it was. I mean, it was ironic that the song was called "I Want to Go" because she clearly did not want to be there. You know, wow. and right and. I when they cut to the talking head of her saying, "I'm just waiting for RuPaul to say sashay away." It was like, "How dare you get all the way here and not even try? Like, not even get out of those stupid high heels and try?" You know, and the other queens are like, "Charlie, come on, like, do something, Charlie." Yeah. And that was that was new. We've never seen that before. Right, Charlie, um, let's go. Yeah, Charlie, let's go. And you know what was interesting is um, Trinity has talked about. She said she didn't look at Charlie at all. And so someone on the subreddit was like, so she didn't know how Charlie was doing or if Charlie was turning it out. And someone on the subreddit was like, can you imagine? She's hearing these other queens go, yeah, Charlie, come on, Charlie. And she's thinking Charlie's turning it the fuck out. I mean, Trinity left everything on that stage. I was so everything. impressed. Yes, she was, I was panting. She was panting yes. at the end. Yeah. yeah. She, no, it was, she, it was impressive. It yeah. was impressive. And you, I know what? She was sending out a warning signal to the other queens, which yeah. I liked because let me tell you, the lip syncs up until this point have been terrible. Yeah, no, I, I, this is, I mean, this Tr- one included. I mean, I like Trinity, but I'm not going to watch it again. Well, Trinity got overshadowed by Charlie's Choice. You know, I mean, it sucks. It sucks. It and sucks. It, you owe it to your opponent, if anything. Yeah. To turn up the lip sync. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, you do absolutely. I mean. Trinity. I'm getting so passionate about a TV show, but like, well, that's we have a podcast that's all about this TV show. What else are we going to be passionate about? Um, you know, politics. I mean, I, I, I just <laughs> what I makes think... you think I'm not interested in fashion? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, I, could, I was like, oh, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole of Devil's Wear Prada quotes. Uh, Devil Wear Devil's Wear Prada. It's the sequel. Uh, <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> It's like La La Land with Ryan Gosling's and Emma Stone's. Devils Wear Prada. <laughs> Meryl Streep's. Devils Wear Prada. Devils Wear Pradas. Um, you know, it was a shame in a way that, like, Trinity was turning out a really powerful lip sync, but even the editing was favoring just watching Charlie just stand there. And you know I love a queen that just stands there, Latrice, but this was not 
the song to do it. Um, it was yeah. Oh no, no. Yeah, there, I mean, it was when she started like single clapping, and I was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, are you at some kind of like business convention, and everybody's told to stand up and start dancing, but everyone's a little too uncomfortable to loosen up? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just surprised that Charlie, such a seasoned performer, couldn't figure it out. She couldn't be like, "All right, I have to lip sync. How am I going to do this? Here's yeah. another challenge for me." Right. But she 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 didn't she did not want to even try. She was over it. I don't think it was that she couldn't do it. She was over it. The cracked rib, all of that stuff. That is all for me. That is all lip service. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> no pun right? intended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, certainly. And I think that you know she says in the Untucked that she was hoping she'd just get to the end without lip syncing like Bianca. But it's like um, Bianca eventually had to lip sync, and right. she had to she had to lip sync on a treadmill while dancing with a fan blowing on her. And if she turned out a performance, as someone mentioned this in the subreddit, if she turned out a performance as shitty as this in that final four, there would have been a real question about whether or not she would have gone to the top three. You know, I mean, she still would have gone, but like, you know what I mean? That if if Bianca got all the way to the final four challenge and then lip synced in the way that Charlie did, it would have been, I mean, Bianca did way better than that. So it was not a fair comparison in the least, you know? Um I was happy to see the the judges were just living for Trinity, and I just was happy to see that. You yeah, know? they were focusing on that. I thought that was good. I thought that was uh, it was it was it was a bad lip sync for me, but there, you know, obviously, I, it, it takes away from Trinity doing really well. Yeah, yeah, I think that it was when we think of this lip sync, we won't think of how hard Trinity worked. We'll think of how much Charlie just stood there, and and it's it's a really unfortunate way for Charlie to leave the show. You know, I mean, we talked about Kimora and kind of the the way that she left was, I mean, no hard feelings, but this really overshadowed, you know, anything else that she might have done on the show, which obviously, not at the end much. of the day, Charlie Hydes was an appropriate name because we did not see much of her in season nine. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. So let's talk about Untucked. Let's talk about some of the Untucked highlights. Um, All right. Untucked. Let's untuck in the interior of Luzon's Lounge. Ah, I feel so much better. Uh, you know, the, the first thing I want to say, uh, is Alexis Michelle auditioning to be a producer on this show? I know. I know. I, it's... <laughs> I, I, I just can't. I'm like, girl, <laughs> girl, like, what are you doing? You're a contestant. Yeah. You're a contestant. Stop pleasing the producers like this. Yeah. I don't know. Mom, Maybe stop because... cleaning everything up. Like, you're a guest. <laughs> stop cleaning yeah, everything up. Stop yeah. cleaning, Mom. You're yeah. at a party. Yeah. Like, not in your house. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm beginning, and I said this before, I'm beginning to hear the director and producer kind of prompts. And then Alexis, being a good girl she is. Yeah. Um, just doing what she's told and i oh god it just sounds i don't know if it's the producers or if it's alexis but she's just she's uh, yes it's it's all coming off as now very kind of beige and false and maybe miss congeniality but also just kind of like girl we like you yeah. but can you be a contestant on this show come to compete come to slay and right. it's just not happening right now and i hope soon i you know i feel like i feel like it's coming i feel like it's coming i feel like next week i feel like after hearing what she said in untucked she's like I don't, i'm keep being safe it's like okay girl maybe next week something's gonna happen maybe right. next week you're gonna falter a little bit you're gonna have to lip sync and then you're gonna turn it up 
right Turn and then and then kill it in snatch game and all of a sudden it's the the you know rising from obscurity alexis michelle alexis lives yeah, alexis, alexis lives yeah. she rises yeah. she lives right i mean yeah. i agree i i think all we're really getting from alexis so far is really just the uh the producer of untucked and it's you know it's interesting because i we talk so much about queens who are characters, you know, and like getting to know the real, the real performer underneath. And I don't know if we've really gotten any chance to see who Alexis really is. I think that we we just know she's a Broadway queen. We know that. Yeah. And you know, granted they could be just saving this. Sure. And by saving it, I mean like it hasn't come up yet because she hasn't faltered and she hasn't slayed. So, you know, it'll happen. I, it usually happens for queens when they have a week that's good or bad, right? Right. We'll get so. something. But it's, uh, yeah, it's un- it's unfortunate that we still aren't getting more yeah, of Alexis. She, she's a riffraff character right now. She's secondary. Yeah. yeah. It's all about Nina, Trinity, Shea Coulee, and the ones that have gone home. You know, maybe yeah. Eureka is in there. Valentina. Aja. Yeah. Yeah, Valentina. Everybody but... Sasha and well, except for this week, but um, Alexis. Yeah. I mean, Alexis has been the star of Untucked because yeah. she's just safe. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's basically my my big thing before we talk about the you know the elephant the other elephant in Untucked, which is Aja's beauty speech. Yeah, I mean, I I so I agree with all of that, and I in terms of Aja's speech, I mean, it's a continuation of a lot of what she said already in the workroom, but. I, you know what, I didn't really pick up on this. I guess the first time I watched it, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention, but then like when I watched it again, I found what Aja was talking about in terms of she herself, if she just kind of, as I said, if she paints like Farah, um, is not a considered a, a traditionally beautiful or fishy, whatever the word, whatever the goal might be, queen. Um, and that she talks about this idea that like, She's, she always gets underestimated for her drag and there's there's so many different definitions of what beauty is. And I think that Sasha made some really powerful points about it. you're hiding behind your makeup because you're ashamed of your face, essentially, right. is what she's saying. Right. right. And it was, again, I mean, just a really refreshing point of view from Aja um, and, and that idea of, like, what are the standards of beauty, especially in something like drag where, like, that should all go right out the window. Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, if a queen walked on the runway with messy drag, right, which is the type of drag or like beard drag or whatever, Mm -hmm. the the judges would have to consider it. But it's just not the brand for this show. And and it goes back to that discussion about brand, which I feel like uh, Adore has talked about, right? Mm -hmm. That that there. Oh, and even. Lucian P on me. He's mm. talked about this brand of drag that is ruining drag and whatever. I don't think it's ruining drag, but we are starting to see that queens like Valentina are being celebrated, whereas queens like Aja are maybe not being celebrated as hard because they don't look like the illusion or they don't look pretty. Right, right. Whereas, I mean, I I find Aja to be like. It's a, we've talked about this with Bianca Del Rio. Like we talked about this during when we did our season six review, and it was like, "Is Bianca pretty?" And it's like, "Well, she's just Bianca. It's not about pretty. It's not about whether she's a, a she she's in clown makeup. She's a clown." And with Aja, but it's but it's it's, it's well executed. I will say that of course. it mm-hmm. is. It I mean, it she's not making any mistakes. All those lines, all the contour that she's creating mm-hmm. is impeccably done. Whereas someone like with Aja, it 
it's rough and it doesn't look like it's rough on purpose. Sure. It looks like it's rough because she doesn't have the skills yet. Mm-hmm. No, I, and I agree. And she's kind of using – I feel like there could be – she's using her insecurity as an excuse to not actually get better. Hmm. Yeah, I, I hear all of that. I think there's the technical execution and then there's just what Aja looks like as Aja, what Aja looks like as a boy, you know, and – I don't and- think – I'm going to challenge you. I don't think that her – what she looks like as a boy has anything to do with it because she – Queens can transform their face. Nina Bonina Brown looked like a peach two weeks ago. Of course queens can transform. And I think what she's saying is that when she doesn't do that transformation, she gets criticized, you know, because pheromone, it's kind of like the Courtney Act thing where it's like you got some chapstick and some, you know, dust on and you're good to go. And if Aja were to do that, the, the, the template isn't acceptable. It needs to be transformed. And I think that that's the other thing is that Nina is choosing to make this drastic transformation as a, as a statement, as an art piece. Whereas I think that Aja is making this transformation as a way to mask, you know, appropriately enough, how she really looks and what her insecurities are. And it's, you know, and, and it's, it, it's a really interesting angle on drag that I, I just hadn't really thought about. As, and we've talked about drag as an armor so many times, but there was something very literal about this that I just never really kind of considered. And I think that, I don't need a queen to look quote unquote beautiful, but I love when a queen looks interesting, you know? And Aja has all of the potential to look interesting in drag. And yeah. and that's not a euphemism for ugly. It's just a different type of drag, you know? Right. Sasha's interesting. Exactly. Sasha's interesting. She's she's not necessarily making, you know, she's doing a fucking unibrow for God's sake, you know? Right. And right. I think that Aja can can completely embrace the same. And paint like Farah, you know, and still be interesting. Um, it's. I think that her makeup looked a lot better this episode. I think that she did soften it way more than the episode before. Way more than last time. Okay, so it was changed. Yes, it was changed. Yeah. It's still. I still feel like she could take some tips, mm-hmm. or she can, or she can really think about like, okay, this. I have to do this over. Yeah, it, she certainly still has some growing to do. It'll be interesting to see how much that happens during the season to really kind of look at her after the season to get a sense of like where she is now with it. And this happens with so many Queens that you look at them after their seasons and it's like, Whoa, you figured right. some shit out. Right. Shangela. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a, like a queen like J. Jolie. That's a queen who you look at her now. Oh, it's like, wow. Holy shit. Like she's really, it's a totally different level. And so, um, I think Aja has that potential. Um, but it was just, you know, she just brought up some really, I think when we talk about things that are identifiable with the audience, you know, we talk about it with Jinx Monsoon, that the ways in which we identify with queens, I think that there's something about, this even came up in the episode, the queens talking about having bad skin and psoriasis and acne. Oh, it was fabulous. Yeah, yeah. you love that shit. Yeah, and I, I, I just, I was, um, to bring all of that in, into the conversation is really interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, especially on, you know, on the Olympics of drag. It's like, yep, we all have flaws. We're all coming to the battlefield a little wounded, and yet right. we're still fighting. Right, right, right. And we're and while we're painting on an illusion, you know, none of this is about perfection. All of this, you know, I mean, it's all an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. It's all um, it's all for performance. Yeah. 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 Um, and I just I think there's that element of like, yep, underneath this drag, not only am I a human being, I've got acne, I got dry skin, I got scars, you know, right, like right. 
pain, shame. Yeah, yes. pain, shame, exactly, exactly. So, so you want to talk about Trinity and Eureka? Uh, sure, sure. Let's let's dive into it, Mary. I mean, like it was great TV. That that confrontation was great TV. I will mm-hmm. say that I. I think my favorite line, I mean, Trinity, again, like, not to be trifled with, when she, because I was not on Eureka's side at this point. I just wasn't feeling Eureka. I just wasn't on board with her. And when Trinity was like, no, you're done, and I'm going to tell you why you're done. And I was just (laughs) like, oh, bitch. Oh, bitch. Oh, bitch. Uh, But where she went. That was, again, I mean, if we're going to talk about a theme of choices these queens are making in their confrontations, when Eureka said, I just didn't feel included, the choice of response that Trini made was brilliant. She said, you always think you're not included. You think I don't know? I know you, baby. That was, uh. she She wasn't insulting her. She wasn't taking her down. She wasn't being shady. She was calling out the good and goddamn well-known truth. Yeah. Like, like I know. I know you, girl. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. What are you talking about? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I know I think you. It's and important for Eureka to hear, especially because they have a history. Yeah. 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 I think that's it's some it's a thing like that. It's for, it's for someone to say you always you always feel this way. You always think you're not included. Sometimes you need somebody to say that to you. Yep. You know? Yep. Like sometimes we talked about this in, you know, past episodes like about Eureka, like sometimes a queen just needs to be heard. And sometimes you just need to be read a little bit, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. and I thought that I really had a lot. I was really impressed with Trinity that she made the choice to respond that way and not to be petty, not to take her down. Um, she yeah, really... No, it was a choice. It was a choice. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, it really an adult in the room situation. So uh, other than that, I mean, that was really the highlight of Untucked until, of course, you know, I mean... When Charlie was packing up, I was kind of salty. So I was just like, well, except for the part where she said she wasn't going to do Joan, which I was very sad about. I was like, time to go. Time to go, Charlie. See ya. See ya. Thanks thanks for what you didn't do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still still kind of salty about it. I I don't know. It was unfortunate to see her end that way and to see the episode end that way. And yeah. Yeah. It it really felt. I mean, when she said when she was in that like final speech of like speaking to other older queens and saying like, "Do better than I did." It's like, oh girl, maintain your dignity. Come on, like, stop. It just it really, yeah. and unfortunate because I think a lot of us, you know, I I think you know the subreddit squirrel friends us. I think we all really had a lot of high hopes for Charlie this season and a lot of high expectations uh, to at least get to snatch game. You know. Well, I think that's all we got for recap and untucked and the episode. Uh, yeah. Do you want to move on to some some post post podcast things? Or yeah, we've got just a couple of little uh, little tidbits. You know, I, I think we're we're overdue to check in with our sister podcast, Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour. So, all right, uh, Amanda. <laughs> all right, Amanda. Which you know, which which we've just been we've been so there's been so much to talk about with season nine that we just have not had a chance to really catch up. But I think it's uh, it's worth announcing officially. Congratulations, Nick and Amanda. Congratulations. Congratulations. Excuse me on your one year anniversary. 
Yeah. I, I've been listening since May of last year when you guys were in season eight. That's when I found them. And uh, it's, I can't believe a year has gone by. That's amazing. And, yeah. and, 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 and so much to show for it, right? They have the, I say Patreon, but it's Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> yeah. They just started the Patreon where people can um, subscribe uh, with various amounts and cool prizes, right? Or cool kind of levels, you know, being a guest on the show. I think that's all really, really cool stuff. And then obviously yeah. their Cafe Press merch. Uh, I went on to the Cafe Press. I'm going to actually buy uh, some a tumbler glass. I oh, yes. Um, that's what I'm going to do. Um, uh, I won't do it right now because I, I want to save some time. But yeah, so they have a tumbler glass and t-shirt and it all looks really good. So mm. um, I think, yeah, I think they got... They're 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 kicking kicking ass and taking names. It's it's yeah. it's a fun podcast to listen to. And you know what sucks? What makes me so angry? I mean, not angry, but like annoyed, is that by the time we record, I've already listened to their podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I've or I've already listened to it like a week ago. Is what I mean. Right. So right. I I I wish I could respond and and whatever like two days later, but it's just not happening. But as far as I know, they are a complete in complete agreement with us about what's going on in the show, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race this season. That it's just kind of like sleepy time. That there's something missing. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I'd be curious to see. You know, you know, because it's yeah. As we're recording, I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're going to say about this episode. But so far, if you're listening to both of us, you're probably hearing a lot of the same opinions about these queens right now. I'm I'm going to venture to guess they're going to be really sad about Charlie. Um, I think they were really kind of rooting for her. Uh, and I know that uh, I know that Amanda is a big fan of Aja's, and I'm like, I get it. I get it. I'm I'm coming over. As for Valentina, I, I think we're all still kind of like... Oh, Valentina, Valentina. Valentina, I don't know about you, girl. I don't know if I'm going to let you hold my wallet. Not quite. <laughs> so, but anyway, it's, yeah. So, yes, uh, congratulations, Nick and Amanda, on a one year. Uh, and we are thrilled to be sisters with you guys. So, um, yeah. keep it up. Keep it up. And, yes, if you are a listener of Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour... Uh, you should absolutely go over to their Patreon and support them. You know, we're all doing this work for free. It's it's um, it's certainly a commitment. And I think, you know, as we said last week, tip a bitch. You got a few bucks. Tip a bitch. <laughs> tip a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So you had you had some uh, something to discuss about uh, a Dutch drag queen or. Yes. OK. So and I wanted to just give a quick shout out. We got an email from Sister Mary Dillon in. Uh, in oh, I'm blanking. She said where she is. Um Sorry, Dylan. You know where you are. Uh, but yes, yeah, she but she highlighted that there is a uh, a Dutch drag queen named Megan Moore, who she sent me the link, and I'll post this on Twitter. Uh, who did a recreation of Nina's uh, peach look, and it was really cool. It was really cool to see a queen do that. It was just you know. Uh, it, it's always cool to discover new queens. I was like, I never would have known about this queen. I never would have known about this transformation. Um, and it's just because it's such an iconic look, it was really interesting to see how it could be done and and mm. likely how Nina had done it. So um, so thank you, Dylan. Thank you, as, as I said in my email. She's her, from Denmark. You. Oh, she's from Denmark. She's from Danish. Denmark. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for the education. I mean, between that and like Megan last week about North Dakota drag, it's like, ugh, we are... We are always learning new things from people writing in. So uh, we certainly encourage other people to write in as well. uh, Yeah, if you have any thoughts, you can always email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com 
or you can tweet at us at All Right Mary on Twitter. Uh, I believe we're almost at 200 followers, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But hopefully by the time this is posted, we'll have pushed 200. Um, if not, and you're not a follower, help a sister out. Follow a bitch. <laughs> we are also now available on Stitcher. Uh, yes. so if you are a Stitcher user you could also find us on there um, but of course on iTunes is a great place that's where a lot of people have found us um, and thanks to a lot of people's really fantastic reviews and their five star ratings um, it's really helped us reach a lot more people this season so if you want to join into that effort and leave us a review leave us a comment let us know you're out there let other people know you're out there and that this is a drag race recap podcast worth listening to you know we ain't gonna be mad at you Mary tell you that much <laughs> so we should do our last segment which is the last chance lip sync and colin i'm gonna let you take this away yes so if you're not familiar our last chance lip sync is we like to feature a song every week that uh we think would be an amazing lip sync number that we in our fantasy lives as drag queens would perform a song that we just like to think about in the context of what if this was a lip sync and i cannot think of a more appropriate one than what was just released in the past week which was of course Linda Evangelista featuring Aja by Adam Joseph, who does the music for Hey Queen. Other than that, I, uh, I think that's all I've got for you, Mary. Anything else? All right, Mary. I think I'm good to go. All right. Well, I guess that's all that's left to say then is uh, bye. See you later. Oh.